Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today. Live from our WSBT Radio studios in downtown South Bend. Let's go! Come on! Ah! Welcome to Budweiser's weekday sports beat. Wow, don't blink. A lot of major intestinal fortitude going on here. On your home for Notre Dame football. Knocked down by Wooden. The game is over. The Irish has upset Florida State. Notre Dame is number one. And Notre Dame basketball. Number one ranked UCLA Bruins have been upset by the Irish of Notre Dame. Good! Enrique Ogunbowale wins the national championship for Notre Dame. Plus fighting Irish hockey. They score! Jake Evans scores! Notre Dame. 3.7 seconds away from a spot in the national championship game. The NFL and Major League Baseball. Oh my gracious, yeah. how about that? Sports Radio 960 WSBT, WSBTRadio.com, the free WSBT radio app. Big time budgets. Now, here's your host, seven-time Associated Press Broadcasting Award winner. Darren Pritchett. Third down and 11 for Buckter and the blue team offense from the gold team's 36. Four receivers, two on each side of the formation. Buckner to the throw, four-man rush, lobs it down the far sideline, and he underthrows the football, and it's Jaden Mickey coming up with the leaping catch. Knee goes down to the 12-yard line. Buckner almost picked off a moment ago, but getting him is the sophomore, Jaden Mickey. Well, that was Tyler Buckner just a couple of days ago. Not one of his better performances in the Notre Dame Blue Goal game. And now on this Tuesday, April the 25th of 2023, he is checking out what other options that he has. Tyler Buckner entered the transfer portal today, but according to his post on social media, the door is open for him to return to Notre Dame. We have plenty to talk about in this installment of Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat on your home of the Fighting Irish Sports Radio 960 WSBT. We are streaming live at WSBTradio.com and on our free WSBT radio app. We have a video feed going right now via the Twitch app. My name is Darren Pritchett. Our program brought to you by Budweiser, the king of beers, locally distributed by United Beverage Company of South Bend. Sports fans, this Bud's for you. By Barnaby's of Mishawaka and Granger. Now with three locations to serve you, Barnaby's, the family inn. The Food Bank of Northern Indiana. Hunger is a story we can end. Find out how at feedindiana.org. And by Bethel University, adult and graduate studies, Visit BethelUniversity.edu slash SolidGround for details. Hope you're having a terrific Tuesday. Thank you so much for joining me here on WSBT Radio as we are finding out 
with the transfer portal allowing players to leave a school and that opportunity to then go to another school and play right away. The days of sitting out are over, which is leading to a mass exodus at various points of the football season and the football calendar. And here we are on April the 25th, just a couple of days after Notre Dame football spring practice closed up shop. Notre Dame's probably backup quarterback, Tyler Buckner, has decided to enter the transfer portal. Here's what Tyler wrote on social media this afternoon. Quote, I love Notre Dame. The people, and especially my teammates, are what makes this place special to me. I have decided to enter the transfer portal in order to explore my options and decide what is best for my future. After discussions with Coach Freeman, remaining at Notre Dame is thankfully an option I'm continuing to consider. I am grateful to everyone for their support through this process. End quote. Tyler Buckner, his comments on social media. Since the report came out initially from Pete Thamel and then Buckner came out with those particular comments, a very brief statement on social media, John Bryce of Football Scoop had this to say two hours ago on Twitter. Sources told John Bryce that Notre Dame quarterback Tyler Buckner is expected to visit Alabama as soon as tonight after entering the NCAA transfer portal today. Maybe he misses his offensive coordinator and quarterback coach and the guy that brought him to Notre Dame, Tommy Reese, who of course left the Irish a few months ago to become the offensive coordinator and quarterback coach at Alabama. You know, in today's college football, this shouldn't surprise us. Did it catch us off guard today? It did me because we are under this, I've got my quotation hands in the air, that we are still in a quarterback competition at Notre Dame. That's what we are led to believe. Maybe or maybe not that is true. But whatever the case may be, based on what we are told, Tyler Buckner is leaving while he was in a quarterback competition with the grad transfer from Wake Forest, Sam Hartman, who looked the part as a guy that can really lead this offense to bigger and better things in the blue goal game on Saturday. That was an outstanding performance while Buckner was having trouble completing a pass. Not fair to evaluate both gentlemen on just that performance but we also have past history to help us make evaluations and prognostications of these two individuals. Let's go back to when Marcus Freeman decided to bring in a veteran quarterback. Several dominoes fell. The first, Drew Pine, who started 10 games last year, a quarterback that during the season and afterwards I felt like was not a championship-level quarterback. Unfortunately, Tommy Reese brought in too many of those type of quarterbacks to this program. Drew Pine decided, well, if you're bringing in a transfer quarterback, 
I'm out of here. So he jumped into the transfer portal and landed at Arizona State, where kind of sounds like he's going to be a backup with the Sun Devils, an experienced backup at ASU. Tyler Buckner decided to stick around. He was the guy that was named the starting quarterback after a quarterback competition last year. Started the first two games, got injured against Marshall, missed the next 10 due to shoulder surgery, came back for the Gator Bowl, showed us some really good upside and showed us there's still a long way to go in building this guy's game to the level Notre Dame needs to get back to the playoff and win a national championship. Marcus Freeman could have stood pat after last season. He did not. He smartly did not stand pat. Because we turned the clock back 12 months, Tommy Reese believed he had two championship quarterbacks on his football roster and that we didn't need a transfer quarterback here in South Bend. Yes, Tyler Buckner and Drew Pine were the two individuals that Tommy marked as guys ready to go to win a lot of big games for this football team. It turned out to be a faulty decision. Marcus Freeman was not going to let that happen again. And that's why Sam Hartman is a part of this Notre Dame football team. Now, when Coach Freeman ultimately made the decision to go this route, I'm sure in the back of his mind, he thought this could affect Tyler Buckner. And maybe Tyler Buckner would become antsy and would depart the program at some point. Now, to Tyler Buckner's credit, unlike Drew Pine, he waited. He wanted to see it through. Let's face it, he might be an individual that believes in his ability and felt like, you know what, I can still win this job. And if that's the case, good for him. Believe in yourself. Don't take the easy way out. Jump into the portal before spring practice and see what happens. Now, from what we understand, Sam, early on in spring practice, it was a process because he is in a brand-new offense with brand-new coaches and brand-new personnel around him. And that, I'm sure, affected his normal productivity. But Marcus Freeman mentioned from practice one to practice 15, a big difference in Sam Hartman. And if practice 15, which was the blue goal game, is any indication of what had been happening during spring practice, Hartman was coming on and coming on quickly. And he looked the part, hands down, the starter in the blue goal game. Again, you have to evaluate all 15 practices. We cannot. We evaluate what we see in the small windows. And in the blue goal game, Sam Hartman was the quarterback I envision when they got him out of the portal. I'll stand by my statement. I hope he proves me right. If not, I'll eat my hat. But I still think Sam Hartman is going to be the best quarterback Notre Dame has had since Brady Quinn. And if Saturday was a sign of things to come, then I think that statement will hold up. We'll see how it plays out. There's some big games coming up this year. So Notre Dame had to worry about 2023. With the transfer portal... It is almost like you're now a professional team in a weird way that you are formulating a roster for one year. You figure out 2023, 
with an eye on the future, 2024 and 2025, but you can't stray too far ahead because you got to worry about this year because people can come and go so quickly, a.k.a. Lorenzo Styles and now Tyler Buckner. Build for now. And that's why Marcus did the right thing by bringing in Sam Hartman, even knowing now the end result was possibly losing Tyler Buckner. Now, I say possibly because according to Buckner, that he has the opportunity to return to this Fighting Irish football program. Again, I'll read what he wrote on social media. After discussions with Coach Freeman, remaining at Notre Dame is thankfully an option I'm continuing to consider. This is the part that's hard for me. First, as kind of a hard-nosed, bull-headed individual, if I'm a head coach, my first thing is, if you are going to look around, then you're not a part of my program. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. I know you can't be that way, especially in today's college athletics. But here's my concern, putting that aside what I said. But if you give this invitation to Buckner, go ahead and go out and look at your options. But if you don't like what you see, come on back in. We won't take your key card away. Keep that, knowing that you can always come back to us. Well, if you do that for your quarterback, Tyler Buckner, don't you have to do that for your running back, your number three wide receiver, your number five tackle? Don't we have to be fair? I guess you don't have to. But to me, it, it could set an awkward precedent. Go out and nose around. See if you can find a place that's better for you. And if you do, hey, good luck to you. If not, come on back. I just worry about, do you set a precedent by giving Buckner this opportunity? Now, let me say this. Marcus Freeman has not talked publicly about this. This is Tyler Buckner telling us what he believes Marcus Freeman's stance is. And I have no reason to believe that's not the case. But I do want to be fair, just in case things are taken out of proportion, that Marcus has not talked publicly about this and probably will not. But do you set a weird, awkward precedent by keeping the door open for one individual? Now, a quarterback is a little different than every other position on the roster. Quarterbacks are difficult to come by, in particular the good ones. We've seen enough non-championship quarterbacks to know what they look like. But quarterbacks are in demand, hot commodity. So do you treat the quarterback different than the number two running back or the number four wide receiver that wants to do the same thing? That's why Marcus Freeman and other coaches across the country make the big bucks because that is the decision they are going to live by and the precedent that they are going to set. So at the end of the day, Did Notre Dame do the right thing in bringing in Sam Hartman, knowing that the 2024 starting quarterback might have just walked out the door? Yes. Marcus did the right thing. Absolutely. You have a chance to improve your football team by bringing in Sam Hartman. And as cold 
as this sounds, Sam Hartman was brought in because, let's face it, he gives this football team a better chance to win than anybody else on the roster at the time he was brought in, including Tyler Buckner. If this coaching staff felt Buckner was going to take a major step and he was going to be the guy for the next couple of years, they look at Sam Hartman and say, yeah, he'd be good. What a great addition to the football team, but we've got our guy. Simply put, that's our guy. We're going with him. They didn't. They didn't. That tells us enough right there. That even though Tyler Buckner still has an upside, many people believe that, that could be an above-average quarterback, maybe even better than that. But based on what we have seen, and let's face it, the coaching staff sees him every day in practice. They've seen a heck of a lot more throws and decisions than we have in the three games that he started last year and that number two quarterback role he had with Jack Cohn two years ago. They know what they have. If you have Joe Alt at left tackle, you're not going to the transfer portal to go get a starting left tackle. We're all good here. Thanks. Same holds true at the quarterback position. If Tyler Buckner is your guy, you don't worry about bringing in another guy. Let's ride this guy and let's win a whole bunch of football games. Marcus Freeman did not go that route. He wanted to see if he could bring in a quote-unquote Joe Alt at the quarterback position, and I believe he did. You worry about 2024 after this season. Again, you always have an eye on the future. Don't get me wrong. But you're all in winning in 2023, and in bringing in Sam Hartman, if it costs you your 24 quarterback, so be it. If he doesn't want to wait around, he has every right to go find a better job at another school and make NIL money good for him. All in favor of it. Go get him. And I hope he does well. Now, maybe he returns. It just doesn't seem likely, especially with these reports, he's going to visit Alabama as soon as tonight, possibly. Do you still bring back that individual? It's tough for me. Again, I, I'm guilty. I'm more of the hard-nosed, bullheaded mentality. Well, you left us, so you went to visit somebody else. See you later. Marcus can't be like that necessarily. That's why he's a head football coach, and I'm not. He's got more discipline than I do. He's smarter than I am when it comes to these type of things. But I just worry, do you set an awkward precedent by offering him the door back if things don't work out in sniffing around the country to see if there is a better opportunity for him, especially if he is truly going down to visit Mr. Reese in Tuscaloosa and check out the Alabama football program. So 2024, let's just say Tyler Buckner moves on. Let's play that game for a second. 2024, Sam Hartman is not an option. No more eligibility. Tyler Buckner is at School A. You've got Steve Angeli. You've got Kenny Minchie, early enrollee freshman right now. And if he signs, which every indication is he will, You've got one of the better quarterbacks in the class, C.J. Carr, coming in next year. And you know what else? You probably add someone that's on another roster right now. 
because where we sit right now, things can change in the next nine, 10 months. But where we sit right now, Steve Angeli, Candy Minchie are not players at this particular moment that you are 100% confident can be a championship quarterback for this football team. C.J. Carr, we're not going to put that pressure on him. He's a freshman. He's got to learn the offense. He's got to do this and that before we even have that conversation. And I'm okay. If you have to fill the spot next year with a grad transfer, great. Now, I've mentioned on the show, I hope they get to the point in recruiting that you bring in a guy and he's your starter for a couple of years. That's probably not overly realistic with the transfer portal. But maybe C.J. Carr starts a trend of being, let's just say, a two-, three-year starter, and you've got another freshman coming in that you build during that time, and he's ready to go when C.J. walks out the door. Or Kenny Mincy or Steve Angeli, whoever it is. But the grad transfer is a great opportunity to fill a hole. And this is Notre Dame. There are a lot of really good quarterbacks that would crawl to South Bend to play for this program, to play behind the great offensive lines we've had here. A chance to play in the college football playoff and beyond. Sam Hartman wasn't going to have that chance at Wake Forest. He took them probably as far as he could. Now he has a chance to do bigger and better things. And there's another quarterback on some team right now that we probably don't know about that is dreaming, hey, maybe my opportunity to be Sam Hartman going to Notre Dame is right around the corner. There's always going to be options for Notre Dame at the quarterback position. The previous quarterback coach at times went the easy route. I don't think that's going to be the case ever with Marcus Freeman recruiting. Go get the best guy. Don't settle. Go get the best guy. And they did with C.J. Carr. Jared Parker, Gino Gadouli, Marcus Freeman. That's a pretty good trifecta to go out there and find your next starting quarterback when we go through this cycle probably once again next year. So, Tyler Buckner, off to the transfer portal. According to Tyler, the door is open to return. But John Bryce of Football Scoop is reporting that Mr. Buckner, as early as tonight possibly, could be visiting Nick Saban, Tommy Reese, and the Alabama Crimson Tide. That just makes this whole story even more spicy, doesn't it? My heavens. I'm going to get a different opinion on this Buckner story coming up at about 6.15 and 45 minutes during our normal Notre Dame football recruiting segment with Blue and Gold Illustrated's Mike Singer. We are going to spend a few moments on Buckner entering the portal. I'll get his thoughts on what this means for the Fighting Irish. So I look forward to hearing from Mike Singer in about 45 minutes. We'll also talk Notre Dame football recruiting. Bryce Young, the son of Notre Dame legend Bryant Young, is going to announce in the next few days his college choice. All things are pointing toward he's going to be a member of the Fighting Irish. So Mike has all the details on that and more coming up in our Notre Dame football recruiting segment in about 45 minutes here on WSBT Radio. So again, to recap, Tyler Buckner in the transfer portal could be visiting Alabama as soon as tonight. 
and the door is open, according to Tyler, for him to return to the Fighting Irish. So that was our main hat trick of opening topic for tonight, and it was a big one. We'll get to a second hot topic right now, and that is linebacker Jalen Sneed. Boy, oh boy, he looked really good in the blue goal game on Saturday. A very exciting product coming out of South Carolina two years ago. High-end prospect, a member of this Fighting Irish linebacking corps that is pushing the veteran group. Started to get some playing time last year, late in the season, and in the blue goal game Saturday, three solos, one assist, four total tackles. In the post game, Jalen had the chance to step up to the podium at Notre Dame Stadium and answer some questions from the Fighting Irish media. Give a listen. This guy's got a big future here in South Bend. Defensive player Jalen Sneed. In totality, your your first three semesters here, really, like coming in and then having to really kind of watch maybe more than you would have liked, but then to get where you are now where you're kind of in it more. Like what has that whole process been like to get from – mid-year enrollee a year and a half ago to where you are today? I feel like uh, the older guys in the linebacker room have really like just helped me uh, grow and develop. So last year wasn't like a year where I played a lot, but like I learned so much from just watching them play. And it was just a great year to like get experience from them. And I guess I would imagine like you come in, you think I'm ready to play. Um, I was interested, like, when you realize, okay, maybe I'm not, and then when maybe this spring you're like, okay, I am again. Like, I, this is this is happening for me now. Uh, me and Freeman had a conversation early in the fall, fall after fall camp, and he told me that we were gonna, that we're I was gonna redshirt my freshman year, and that was kind of hard to take, but you know, uh, he knows best, and I just wanted to keep grinding and. Eventually, I did get to play at the end of the season, and it made me better because I just wanted to grind so much harder because I wasn't playing. Can you raise your hand with your mic, anyone? Okay, we're going to go to the left over here, Tyler Jones. Jalen, what, what is a performance like today to help you in terms of your confidence? Uh, it definitely helps a lot, just knowing that me and my linebacker crew had a great day. Uh, we got to tackle a lot of people, uh, play a lot of football. Uh, just great for, like, experience. And then sort of the whole blue-gold concept, the separating of teams, what sort of motivation did that create for you guys? What, what did you what did you like of the that sort of competitiveness between the two teams? Uh, I love that. Uh, they picked Nolan before me. It gave me, like, a little chip on my shoulder. So it just made me want to work harder and just play as best as I can. On your right in the front row, Mike Brady. Hey, Jalen. Um, the uh, play you made early in the game, I think, on, on Tyree, you had to run him mm-hmm. down. First of all, uh, uh, what's that say about where your speed is coming? And, and uh, of course, when you get there, you level the hit, too. So um, maybe talk about that play in particular and, and how emblematic that is of where you are and your and as a threat. Uh, I had the edge on that play, and I knew I saw CT get the ball. I saw him running around the edge. and. I know I just got to play the edge and play the C-gap and give them nowhere to go. So I squeezed them to the sideline and made the play. And then in terms of coverage as a rover, 
Um, maybe uh, talk about the challenges of that. You, you talked in December about it, but how much, uh, what's left to uh, shore up there for you, or, or how good do you feel in coverage? I feel like over the past three semesters, I've gotten a lot better at coverage. I've learned how to stay disciplined and keep my eyes on the right, keep my eyes in the right spot. Uh, but I think there's still some, some growth there. But there's always growth, you know. Jalen Sneed, a rising star on the defensive side of the football, could see some time at the rover position this year. Some of his comments after the Blue Goal game, a four-tackle performance for Jalen Sneed. 534 WSBT, our third and final hat trick of opening topics, and this is a tough one. I challenge you to come up with the correct order for these four individuals I want to talk about. Yesterday, right before the show started, Aaron Rodgers officially traded from the Green Bay Packers to the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. So, the NFC North looks a whole lot different than it did 24 hours ago. Because you're starting quarterbacks now in the NFC North, none of them are destined to the Hall of Fame, at least as of yet. You've got Aaron Rodgers' replacement, Jordan Love, the former first-round pick. He now gets his opportunity at Lambeau Field. Chicago Bears fans, the Bears are all in on Justin Fields. If they did not believe in Justin Fields, when they had the number one pick, they could have traded Fields for collateral and picked the quarterback they wanted at number one. Even though this administration did not select Justin Fields, they're all in. Fields is still on this team. The Bears traded the number one pick. They're now at number nine. And Justin Fields is ready to go year number three. The other two quarterbacks in the NFC North are veterans. Jared Goff, the former number one overall pick of the Rams, traded a couple of years ago to the Lions. And good old Kirk Cousins, the guy for the Minnesota Vikings that you never feel like is going to win a championship for you. But then you look at other options and you're like, eh, okay, well, we'll keep him around. He's, he's solid. He's never going to be off the chart great, but he's very solid. And unfortunately, in the NFL, there's a lot of teams looking for solid at the quarterback position. The search is on for many teams for that next quarterback that can win them some football games. So I ask this to you. How would you rank the NFC North quarterbacks this year, knowing what you know? It's tough. Love, Fields, Golf, Cousins. Number one is not easy. Number four is not easy. I think you can make a strong argument that everybody but Cousins probably could be fourth on this list. I I just don't see how we can bury Kirk Cousins fourth on this list, considering he's still a pretty good quarterback, but again, is there another level to his game? We would have seen it by now. So Cousins can't be fourth, in my opinion, but the other three, I think you can make an argument they could be fourth. Love, limited playing time. That's a reason to put him forth. We don't know exactly what we're going to see over a long season. Justin Fields scares the heck out of the opposition running the football. 
passing the football, work in progress still. Jared Goff is Jared Goff. Not a poor quarterback, not an exceptional quarterback. He's a good, solid quarterback. Here's the way I rank them, and I could change this the next time I tried this task. But I put love for it just because I need to see it over a long season. He might end up being number one. Late in the year, he got a decent amount of playing time and really looked the part. For now, I'll put him at four. I put Fields third only until the passing game rises to another level. Once you do that, he might be number one. But based on what I have seen, and I'm hoping eventually they continue to get him better wide receivers, the offensive line should be better in front of him. That's going to hopefully improve his passing. I'm just going to be conservative and not guess how good he is going to be. I'm going to base it on who he is now. I've got him third. Goff can be passed so easily. Throw it a little better, Justin. You're by Jared Goff, who is a solid passer, and there's a lot of belief the Lions are the team to beat in the NFC North this year, and that means the quarterback's going to have to play well, and that's Jared Goff, so I'll give him some credit. I'm going to put Cousins first. I know everything I just said about him, but you know what you're going to get. He's a pretty good quarterback. He's never going to be Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre or Fran Tarkington. He's Kirk Cousins, and that's okay. A lot of teams would actually like to have Kirk Cousins. They don't want to pay him $40, $45, $50 million. But from a playing standpoint, he'd be an improvement over a lot of quarterbacks in the National Football League. I challenge you, how would you rank those four? Not an easy task. That's our hat trick of opening topics. Tyler Buckner to the transfer portal. You heard from linebacker Jalen Sneed. And how would you rank the NFC North quarterbacks in 2023? We'll come back with our Twitter question of the day, which ties into Buckner going to the portal next. Budweiser's weekday sports beat from Sports Radio 960 WSBT. It is 60 minutes in front of 6 o'clock on this Tuesday evening, and you are listening to Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat Live on 960 AM WSBT. You can always pick up our live stream at WSBTradio.com. Also on our free WSBT radio app, which also includes an opportunity to listen to the program on demand and a video feed of the program right now on the Twitch app. My name is Darren Pritchett. Great to have you on board on a very busy Tuesday. We spent about a half an hour on the breaking news of the day. Notre Dame quarterback Tyler Buckner has entered the transfer portal. He says Marcus Freeman has left the door open that he can return to Notre Dame. Tyler Buckner has three years of eligibility remaining. John Bryce of Football Scoop is reporting that Buckner, as soon as possibly tonight, is going to visit Nick Saban, Tommy Reese, and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Does that shut the door for you? Door apparently is still open here in South Bend. 
Now, we also know right before the Blue Goal game that Lorenzo Styles is no longer going to be a part of this program. The wide receiver turned cornerback for a couple of days, was drafted in the Blue Gold draft, and then the next day he was in the transfer portal. And Styles this afternoon released a statement on social media, and Styles wrote, Dear Irish Nation, to start, I want to thank God for giving me the opportunity to come to this great institution and all of the lessons I will take with me from this experience. I want to express my sincere gratitude to Coach Freeman and the coaching staff for the opportunities they provided me. Thank you to the Notre Dame community who embraced me and the alumni who mentored me. I will forever be grateful for the memories, friendships, and brotherhood of my teammates, and I know these relationships will last a lifetime because of the bond we built. This decision was not an easy one, but it is the right decision for me and my family. Once again, thank you, Irish Nation, for your support and love. As I begin my next chapter, I'm excited to see what the future holds. End quote. Now, in the statement, he never mentions he's in the transfer portal, but of course, we already knew that. So that was Lorenzo Styles' first comments after jumping into the transfer portal. This is the Budweiser's Weekday Sports Beat Twitter question of the day from Sports Radio 960 WSBT. On yesterday's program, I asked this question on my Twitter account at 960 Sportsbeat. Which part of the Notre Dame football team do you feel better about after watching or listening to Saturday's Blue Goal game? Here were the three choices. Defensive line, quarterbacks, or wide receivers. I thought all three areas of the football team mentioned Impress me. In your eyes, the wide receivers, you know what? They showed us something, including Jaden Greathouse having that 11-catch day as a freshman. Wide receivers got 12% of the vote. Coming in second place, the defensive line, who I thought really opened some eyes, not only with starters, but depth pieces. Defensive line got 15%. But I can understand the way the majority voted based on what Sam Hartman did in his first opportunity to play in front of the Irish fan base. His solid performance led to the quarterbacks winning this vote with 73%. We thank you for voting. There was not a wrong answer among those three, but I get when the quarterback plays well, everything looks a whole lot better. We have a brand new question that people have been voting on this afternoon. It's been very interesting to watch the voting in the comments. Here's the question. Simply put, if you're a head football coach and one of your players jumps into the transfer portal, would you? Here are your two options. Would you allow them to return? Or... If they go to the portal, sorry, door closes, you're gone from this institution. So you as a head coach, how would you handle a player wanting to check out his options but leave the door open for a return? 
We saw this with Houston Griffith last year. Went to the portal, eventually came back to Notre Dame. So if you're the head coach, what would you do? Allow them to return or going to the portal? Sorry. That's it. The voting's really went back and forth today. We'd love to get your input. You can vote right now on my Twitter account at 960 Sportspeed and feel free to leave a response as well. Allow them to return or portal? Sorry. That's it. How would you handle it as a head coach? 550 on your home of the Fighting Irish, Sports Radio 960. WSBT, we're talking Tyler Buckner and Notre Dame football recruiting with Blue and Gold's Mike Singer at 615 here on your home of the Fighting Irish, Sports Radio 960, WSBT. Michiana tradition continues. Welcome to Budweiser's weekday sports beat on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. 65,000 plus here at the Gator Bowl. The majority South Carolina fans that you can hear. Buckner takes a shotgun snap, keeps it himself up the middle. 10, 5, he'll score! Tyler Buckner, touchdown, Notre Dame! A touchdown run for Buckner in that win over South Carolina. Had three touchdown passes. Also was picked off three times in the ball game. Playing for the first time since September after undergoing shoulder surgery. Surgery needed after an injury in game number two against Marshall. That was a day in which Buckner had some really good moments in that contest against South Carolina. 18 of 33 for 273 yards, the three touchdowns, the three interceptions. But in the blue goal game, which, of course, isn't the same as playing in the Gator Bowl, it was a struggle for Tyler on Saturday. And today with Sam Hartman looking like the starter for this football team, despite Marcus Freeman continuing to say it's a quarterback competition going into the fall, Tyler Buckner jumped into the transfer portal today. Again, on social media, Tyler mentioned that Marcus Freeman has left the door open for his return. John Bryce from Football Focus, Football Focus, excuse me, was the first to report today that Buckner could be visiting Alabama as soon as tonight. And I'll say this, I've watched a lot of Alabama football games the last couple of years. My fiance is a diehard Alabama fan, so I have a pretty good feel of their football team. And I was shocked once their season concluded beating Kansas State handily in the Sugar Bowl, knowing that Bryce Young was going to the NFL draft, that they did not go get a veteran quarterback out of the portal. You got to deal with Georgia. You got to deal with LSU those type of programs to get to where they expect to be the playoffs and winning a national championship. And Jalen Milrow, who spent some time starting for Alabama with Young down with a shoulder injury, I was not impressed with his throwing ability. Great runner, exciting, running the football, but throwing it, eh. Well, Milrow and Ty Simpson, the two that are dueling for 
the starting quarterback job in Tuscaloosa. Apparently did not have the greatest spring. In the spring game, they combined for three interceptions and completed less than 50% of their throws. When I thought about Alabama during the offseason, I thought, why wouldn't they go after Sam Hartman? Why would they not get the type of quarterback that could come in and put them at a level where they want to be offensively, one of the best offenses in the country to lead them to a national championship? So the fact that Buckner is possibly visiting Alabama makes sense from a couple of standpoints. Number one, he knows Tommy Reese extremely well. He knows his offense. And B, Alabama's not overly thrilled with their quarterbacks. In fact, Nick Saban didn't exactly throw roses at the feet of his quarterbacks at the conclusion of spring football. So... 2023 Alabama Tommy Reese offensive coordinator Tyler Buckner starting quarterback I'm not sure we can go that road yet but adding another quarterback to the mix seems like something that Alabama is very interested in doing how bizarre would that be though Alabama taking on LSU Brian Kelly's the head coach of LSU Mike Denbrock's his offensive coordinator going up against a Tommy Reese-led Alabama Crimson Tide offense with Tyler Buckner getting the started quarterback. That would be absolutely bizarre and unthinkable 365 days ago. Still not reality, but hey, at this point again with the portal, anything is possible. We'll step aside for a couple of moments. A sports update is on the way. Mike Singer talking Buckner and Notre Dame football recruiting coming up in a bit here on your home of the Fighting Irish Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Welcome to Budweiser's weekday sports beat on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Highlight reel one by Williams. Down the sideline, Williams. Chased by Gamble. 20, 10. What a run. Touchdown. Spectacular run. Here's the fake. Here's your host, Darren Pritchett. Eleven minutes after six o'clock. Welcome back to Sports Beat here on WSBT Radio. We have been discussing most of the program. Notre Dame quarterback Tyler Buckner jumping into the transfer portal. There are reports. John Bryce, football. Scoop.com that Mr. Buckner, as early as tonight, will be visiting Tommy Reese and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Apparently, next to his name in the transfer portal is a do not contact label. So this sure seems like that Tyler has something in mind, and if it doesn't work out, according to him, he can return to the University of Notre Dame and If there is one option, maybe there is more. It sure seems like that Alabama is something that he's going to look into. They do not have a starting quarterback right now locked in place after the spring, so there is a starting position there, something that we've all felt like is not here in South Bend despite the competition label that we hear about. Sam Hartman, 
fully expected to be the starting quarterback for the Fighting Irish. So Tyler Buckner is checking his options, but it's not like schools across the country can contact him. He says, do not contact me, which makes it sounds like he's got his eye on one place or a couple of places. And if they don't work out, apparently he can come back to Marcus Freeman's football team. More on this with Mike Singer from Blue and Gold Illustrated in just a couple of moments. Also, we see that Purdue quarterback Brady Allen has entered the transfer portal. The former Mr. Indiana football was in the portal in December, withdrew his name back at Purdue, and now he's back into the portal once again. It's that time of the year. Tell you what, it's not great for college football necessarily, the transfer portal, but for radio shows after spring practice that the amount of things that are exciting to talk about gets a little less than the rest of the year. This is all very, very welcome, unfortunately. I kind of like it, but seriously, as a football fan, it can be kind of frustrating. I think it's even more frustrating in basketball where you almost feel like you're pressured into playing freshmen or they're going to leave. But then again, one of the college basketball teams I root for, they didn't bring in veteran guards to bring in two freshmen so they could play. Both left during and after the season. So I'm not sure there's a secret sauce to keeping young men happy. Day in, day out, you just don't know what's going to happen with your roster. All right, 614 is our time. We've got a My 5 question of the day ready to go. One question, five answers. This is the My 5 Questions of the Day on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. The question for today, my top five Notre Dame defensive questions following the completion of spring practice. Ladies and gentlemen, this is number five. Let's start with where are the sacks going to come from? Where are the quarterback hurries? Who's going to provide that for this football team? Isaiah Foskey, the all-time sack leader in Notre Dame history, is not coming back. He's going to hear his name called Friday at the NFL Draft during round number two. So you have a new host of characters trying to take over that role as the top pass rusher on this football team. And we do have options. It's not like there are not any options. And Jordan Patello gave us a little glimpse of what he might be able to do for this football team during the blue goal game on Saturday. I like some of the pressure we saw coming from the interior of the defensive line. Again, the offensive line, the starting five was never together in the blue goal game. You always have to keep that in mind as you evaluate things on both sides of the football. But there were some positive developments from that particular group. But at the end of the day, when the lights shine brightest, when the season begins, where consistently will pressure come from? We'll see if the Irish have to blitz a little more this year in order to get that quarterback out of time. Four. Next up, how the Irish will use all of their linebackers. One of those linebackers took himself out of the equation. Prince Colley entered the transfer portal this week. But you like the veteran group you have. You know what you're going to get. J.D. Bertrand, who looked a little more explosive getting more sideline to sideline during the spring. You got Maris Leofal on the weak side, possibly on third down in pass rushing situations. You might see him line up 
at the line of scrimmage and come after the quarterback. You got Jack Kaiser, Rover, weak side linebacker, gives you different options. Then you've got some of the other guys, Jalen Sneed, Preston Zinner, who might be able to do some really good things for this football squad. Prince Collie was on that list until he entered the transfer portal. Okay, okay. Uh, number three. My five question of the day, my top five Notre Dame defensive questions following the completion of spring. Number three, the interior of the Irish defensive line showed us good things against a couple of makeshift offensive lines. What does it look like against opponent offensive lines in September? That's not a criticism. That's just reality. What happens when the season gets underway and you're taking on a solid group of five starting offensive linemen? Jason Onye has stood out this spring, making a big push to be in the rotation in the interior of this group. Heinish looked good during the spring. You've got a guy like Mensa, who's done some solid things for this football team. But there's just guys that are going to be maybe B players that are now expected to be A players. I like what I saw in the spring. Can't wait to see more of it in August when fall camp gets underway. I just feel better about the defensive line than I did going in. To spring practice. Number two. What do the Irish have in Javante Jean-Baptiste, the grad transfer from Ohio State? Didn't pop off the screen in the blue goal game. A guy with four sacks last year for the Buckeyes. Nine career sacks. Looking forward to see what he could add to this defensive line. Number one. And finally, safety depth is going to be a major storyline. Will the Irish enter the transfer portal here? And try to add depth. They like the three they have in the main rotation. Xavier Watts, of course. You've got Ramon Henderson, DJ Brown. But after that, if you have some injuries, that's when you get concerned. Don't be surprised if the Irish don't add a player out of the portal to help with safety depth. That's the My Five. We'll talk Mike Singer. Excuse me. We'll talk to Mike Singer. Coming up in a couple of moments about Tyler Buckner and the portal and all things fighting Irish football recruiting. This is Budweiser's weekday sports beat from Sports Radio 960 WSBT. Budweiser's weekday sports beat continues on Sports Radio 960 WSBT. WSBTradio.com. The WSBT Radio app. And on Twitch, as Darren Pritchett talks Notre Dame football recruiting with Blue and Gold Illustrated insider, Mike Singer. Let's talk some football with Mike on 960 AM WSBT. Also, our conversation is available in video form on the Blue and Gold YouTube channel. The Blue Gold game was on Saturday, and wow, quite a few things have happened since then. People entering the transfer portal including, as we record this on Tuesday, Tyler Buckner, the Irish quarterback, entering the portal. But it sounds like, according to him, the door is open to return, but there are already reports he might be going to visit Alabama, where Tommy Reese is now the offensive coordinator. So, Mike, let me begin and just ask you your reaction to Tyler Buckner jumping into the portal and maybe what it means for the Fighting Irish. Yeah, he definitely is going to Alabama for that visit. That's at least from what I'm told. He should be headed down to, to Tuscaloosa Tuesday night. 
Um, the whole leave the door open thing to return is interesting. I don't know why that's out there, but I, I just have a very hard time seeing Tyler Buckner returning to Notre Dame. Houston Griffith entered the portal and returned, but that's a safety. Quarterback is just so much different. I just have a hard time seeing him returning to Notre Dame. So um, I would assume that he is going to Alabama. My reaction is pretty simple. Notre Dame went out and got Sam Hartman, knowing that it's likely that Tyler Buckner enters the transfer portal. John Tyler Buckner, I'm going into my third season, and I have three years of eligibility too. I'm ready to start now and lead a, a lead a program to as high as I can take them. Like that's got to be Buckner's thing. He's not gonna. He's not at a point where he wants to sit the bench. And Notre Dame goes and brings in another quarterback, and you know, and Hartman and Buckner like that relationship. I know in the the spring game they're really talking that up. It's that's real. Like that is 100% a real thing from everything I've been told behind the scenes that those guys are really tight, but not tight enough for Buckner to just gladly sit on the bench this season. So that was just not going to happen. So I go back to my original point. When you bring in Sam Hartman, if you're Notre Dame, you know that Buckner's probably going to be gone. So then people are going to say, well, so you just are bringing in Sam Hartman knowing that you're going to lose Tyler Buckner? Well, what if, you know, well, well, what, what if then Hartman gets hurt? Well, what if you keep Tyler Buckner? And don't bring in Sam Hartman and Buckner, who has shown, unfortunately, it's not his fault, he's had a lot of injury issues over the years. Hartman, ACC all-times leading passer and, you know, or you know, touchdown record, whatever it is, has shown to be fairly durable. Yeah. It's, you have to play a lot of football games to get that record, to throw that many touchdowns as he has at Wake Forest. So, I mean, you knock on wood that both of those guys stay healthy moving forward. But for, if you're Notre Dame – it's really simple, folks. Notre Dame brought in Sam Hartman because they think he's better than Tyler. Absolutely. Uh, that's that's just the simple thing of it. Are there sure? Are there more nuances? And you know, if uh, if a Notre Dame coach or you know someone on the team or someone in the, either family were watching this or listening to this, would they be like, well, Mike, there's more. Sure, there's there's more to it. But at the end of the day, they brought in Sam Hartman to improve the quarterback room and to start. And they did. So, and I I would agree with you, Tim, but I think it's inarguable, my point. So that's just what it is. If they thought that Tyler Buckner was the guy to lead them to a national championship, Sam Hartman would not be here right now. So that's just, those are I would call them facts. So that's where we're at right now. It's a one-year rental. You're selling your soul. But, yeah, I, I also believe if they really believed in Buckner, yeah, you go with him because you have him for two years. But I, I guess they just don't really believe in, in his talents like that, but they, they do with Hartman. And let's also keep in mind, Tommy Reese was still the offensive coordinator here when the decision was made to go get Sam Hartman and Tommy Reese recruited Tyler Buckner, that was his guy he picked for Notre Dame. And maybe Tommy was overruled. I have no idea. But the fact is the final decision was made. Sam Hartman makes his football team better. Yeah, that's a good point because it's like, okay, 
Reese got Hartman. So if I'm Buckner and I kind of feel slighted that they went and got Hartman. Well, Reese was a part of that, so they're going to go still play for him. So, yeah, maybe it was a situation where, where you know, Reese was like, no, I want to stick with Buckner, and Freeman said, nah, bro, we're, we're going to get him, this guy anyways. But um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see there. And, Mike, here's another aspect, the way I look at it. Let's turn the clock back over a year ago, after the previous season. Tommy Reese believed he had two championship quarterbacks on his roster, Buckner and Pine, and he felt like he didn't need another quarterback. They went with status quo, and what was the result last year? Buckner started, was okay. Then Drew Pine took over. The offense was not nearly as good as we thought it was going to be. They didn't have two championship quarterbacks. Mike, you could not take a chance on going into this season without a guy you know that can win you very important football games, or you maybe be just turning back the clock one year again. And people also need to understand that days are gone that you are going to be able to have two championship quarterbacks on your yes. team. Someone's going to transfer out. The number two guy's going to transfer out. So people being like, oh, Notre Dame, Angeli, I mean, he hasn't really played. And like, that's going to be backup quarterbacks in modern day college football. Like the Drew Pine, like Drew Pine is going to be the best, one of the best call, backup quarterbacks in college football. With, with that kind of experience. Otherwise, it's it's really just young, talented guys, you know, because it's going to be the transfers, guys going and, and, and leaving for, for different programs. And then you, you'll have good quality backups that way because maybe the guy didn't win the job and now he's sitting on the bench but until he can transfer to the next school. But this is just college football now. If you're If you're in a position where you think you're ready to start, it's your junior year or so, and you're not – you're going to transfer. That's just how it is now. And, Mike, you made a great point, a great phrasing of it's a one-year rental of Sam Hartman. You can even expand that thought by saying, as the head football coach, you are building a team for one year with the transfer portal. With the way things can happen, you worry about 2023, and when the season is over, you worry about 2024. It wouldn't be surprising. We're not talking about a transfer quarterback again Next year, after this particular season, if Buckner does not come back, we're probably going down the same road. And you know what? Even though I'd love to have that one guy, maybe C.J. Carr starts a good cycle. You bring in a guy, he's your guy, and you go with him for a couple of years. If you have to reboot the quarterback position next year, you do it because you got to worry about right now. Yeah, you, I mean, you, you have to worry about right now. You also have to build your, your roster and your program. So, I mean, next year is definitely in your mind, too, but you, you, you have yep. to win now. I wouldn't rule out anything. No. I wouldn't rule out anything. I wouldn't rule out. What if, what if Notre Dame is thinking, well, if Hartman goes down, are we okay with what we have on our roster quarterback? What if they go get another depth piece in this portal? I wouldn't rule anything out, Darren. Just wouldn't. Yep. It's the wild, wild west. With the transfer portal. Anything is possible. And if you don't like what's going on, wait five minutes. Things are going to change probably in a more positive direction. And you know what? If he has a better working relationship with Tommy Reese, he wants to go there, he has that right. Go ahead, knock yourself out, and Notre Dame will find a new replacement. No question about that. All right, let's get to a little commitment conversation here for a couple of moments. 2025, we now have a commitment in defensive tackle Davian Dixon and also the 24 class, a Viper, 
and Cole Mullins has joined the phrase. So a couple of thoughts on those two. Yeah, Dixon, 6'2", 305, uh, and he's a sophomore in high school. So <laughs> that's one big young man. Um, I had heard going into his visit, he was on campus for the Blue Gold game weekend, I had heard that he was someone like, hey, he's a dark horse commitment. Popped, first committed to class. Now, the first committed Notre Dame's 2024 class last year was a young man named Brandon Davis Swain who went into the Blue Gold game weekend, a defensive lineman, commits on the spot as a surprise, and then he ended up decommitting. Now, Dixon also kind of followed that same path. Surprise commitment, first of the class, um, super young. But, you know, with this kid being from – he's from Miami, so it's like, oh, man, these kids from South Florida, they don't stick with their commitment, whatever you want to say. It's from a school called Beelan Jesuit Prep, and the kid's a sweetheart. So I think that he's going to end up sticking with Notre Dame. Um, And, yeah, he's just a – a beast on the interior, but he is very athletic. Uh, he's pretty light on his feet. He's got good pass rush moves. I think this is a steal for Notre Dame early in the class. And then Cole Mullins, one came together really quickly. He visited the Wednesday of the Blue Gold game, and then, you know, three days later, he announces his commitment to Notre Dame. Pretty no-nonsense, chill kid. And, um, yeah, he played a lot of linebacker, like inside backer as a, as a junior. He's a viper all the way, and he's a really good-looking pass rusher. So, I, you know, not a guy with a ton of fanfare. Had some pretty solid offers, Darren, but uh, he's, he's one that, you know, Notre Dame thinks is, is super underrated. You know, you know, people I talk to in South Bend are shocked that he doesn't have uh, more big-time offers. Staff is definitely pretty excited about him. So, Cole Mullins, edge rusher in the 2024 class, Davian Dixon, uh, interior defensive lineman in the 2025 class. A couple of solid gets for uh, Washington. Mike Singer, Notre Dame football recruiting insider, Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. I'm Darren Pritchett. We're talking fighting Irish football recruiting on Budweiser's weekday sports beat and on the Blue and Gold YouTube channel. Irish fans love legacies. Brian Young, we have now an announcement date. Do you have some of the details and what Irish fans should expect from that announcement? Yeah, Saturday, um, I think, I believe it's 4 And I said Bryant Young, Bryce uh, Young, excuse me. Yeah, 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 Bryce, uh, Bryant Young's kid, of course. Yes. So, uh, yeah, Bryce Young announcing um, his commitment Saturday, 4 p.m. Eastern time, uh, 6'4", 215 pounds. I wouldn't be surprised if he's, you know, closer to 225-ish at, at this point. Uh, nation's number 314 overall player, number 21 edge um, in America, Saturday, 4 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, commitment Notre Dame considered the pretty heavy favor going into decision. He always, you know, when when a young man visits a school and then soon after announces a commitment date, it usually looks pretty good for that school who visited. Uh, he had just visited uh, Michigan, Stanford are a couple schools he's visited recently. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's it's Brian Young's kid. I mean, I would just you know think that Notre Dame's got a pretty darn good shot Saturday. Um, you know. Darren, interesting thing here um, among many, he visits Notre Dame last June, gets the offer. Notre Dame's the first school to offer Bryce Young. And you're, you're thinking to yourself, you know, is that – would Notre Dame have offered him if his name was, you know, Darren Pritchett instead of, you know, Bryce Young? You know, well, I guess there's also, you know, Pritchett's, you know, in, in the world of Notre Dame football. But Mike Singer. Go get him, Wes. You know, last name Singer, you know. Like, if his name wasn't yeah. Young, does he 
I don't know, but that, that I'll be I'll admit that was my thought. Like, because mm, you know he's not this you know last summer he's not this big physical like specimen. He's kind of a long lanky kid, and he gets the offer, and you're like, all right, we'll we'll, we'll see. Yeah, I was wrong. I was definitely wrong. He the kid ended up a big time prospect. I mean, the offer list Tennessee, hmm. um, you know, Michigan, USC. I mentioned. Stanford, Miami, Iowa, Virginia. I mean, the kid ended up um, a, a fairly big-time prospect. Um, yeah, if his name was Mike Singer, he's he's going. You know, he's getting that Notre Dame offer. Like Notre Dame, absolutely loves this prospect. So, um, yeah, this would be a really nice gift for the Irish, Darren. Give us some details on Mike Gilbert, and it sounds like he'll be making a choice very soon. How about that? So Gilbert visited Notre Dame for the Blue Gold weekend. So did Bryce Young. And they attend the same high school, Charlotte Christian. Uh, so Gilbert's a four-star wide receiver, 6'2", 205 pounds. Uh, nation's number 223 overall player, number 38 receiver. Being the number 38 receiver in your country, like this is what we talk about all the time on, on our YouTube shows with Tim Hyde is that top 40 is really good. There are so many good receivers out there. So you're in the top 40. That's it's, it's a that's really impressive. Um, but yeah, he's announcing is it Tuesday at four o'clock Eastern time? He again, he was on campus and then he announces a commitment date that usually is going to look pretty good for the Fighting Irish. You know, his offer list includes South Carolina, North Carolina, Penn State. Uh, Michigan, Tennessee, Louisville, Missouri, Duke, uh, Virginia. So, you know, some SEC, ACCs, you know, Big Ten, Notre Dame. Um, yeah, pretty solid get. I mean, this one came together pretty quickly, Darren. Um, yeah, he gets the offer mid-February, takes the visit, announces the commitment date. So we'll see next Tuesday. But, I mean, yeah, like I said, coming off of the visit, you know, that, that this should look pretty good for the Irish. We started with a quarterback conversation. Let's end with a quarterback conversation. C.J. Carr got an invitation to the Elite 11 Finals, I believe. It is called – what exactly does that mean? Well, yeah, it's the premier quarterback camp in the country. They have a regional camp, and they invite 20 kids to the Elite 11 Finals and then the top 11 get named to the elite 11 so yeah car we actually have some some footage for for folks watching on youtube i haven't even watched this yet my uh <laughs> co-worker kyle kelly put this together uh he, he was at the regional event so they usually don't offer the you know the elite 11 doesn't extend the invitation to the finals after a camp you have to do really well at that camp to get it so car did and and he showed out so he'll be one of those i think it's around 20 you know, finalists for the Elite 11 in Los Angeles this summer. Um, so, yeah, CJ Carr, we love him at Blue and Gold. You know, on three doesn't as much. Uh, number 12 quarterback in the country. I know people tweet me and drop <laughs> YouTube comments all the time angry about the, the quarterback rankings. It is what it is, folks. But, uh, yeah, CJ Carr gets that invite. Looked pretty good at the events. And, uh, yeah, Darren, we, we uh, are definitely big fans um, of Carr, and, and so is the Notre Dame staff. I'm really horrible at comparisons, but watching him reminds me of Matt Ryan. Just the way he stands up strong, stands up 
in the pocket, delivers the football the way he does. Just there's a little bit of that. But I really like to see the relationship he's built with Cam Williams, a five-star wide receiver. It's really cool to see those two have bonded and are kind of recruiting partners. Yeah, those two are tight. Um, Yeah, they visited Notre Dame at the same – I think it was the 6th of April – they were both at campus that day, and then um, Carr had a seven-on-seven tournament or training or something in Chicago, where camps from. So they hung out all weekend. Like, yeah, those guys are, are tight. Um, and and you know, when Carr spoke to uh, our, our Kyle Kelly at Blue and Gold, he said, like, look, when 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 the Reese thing happens, his mind's all over the place. But he just kept going back to, I'm so tight with these guys, I could not leave this class even if I wanted to. Cause these relationships and Cam Williams is definitely a part of that. All right, very good. So. Read more about C.J. Carr and all these recruits at Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. Just one of the reasons why people should join the Blue and Gold family right now. Yeah, absolutely. Please do. Um, I hope we still have the deal going. Because last time I checked, we did. But it was uh, 10 bucks gets you access for four months. So please do go to blueandgold.com. Check it out. Now, lots of good stuff coming around the corner, Darren. And we should mention one of the – Big perks of being a part of the Blue and Gold family. Not only do you get the content that Mike and the crew write on a daily basis, but you get videos like this, and I think we can probably tease there's a conversation about Tyler Buckner that's going to be probably up by the time this gets posted. But you get on-the-spot analysis as well to things that are breaking, like former Irish linebacker Mike Goolsby, who's not afraid to offer his opinion. Sounds like he had some strong opinions, so people should check that out as well. They absolutely should. Thank you for the promo, Darren. You got it. That's what I'm here for. Mike, good to talk to you as always. Greatly appreciate it. And we will talk to you next week. All right. Sounds good. Thank you, sir. That's Mike Singer, Notre Dame football recruiting insider, Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. We thank you for joining us tonight on Budweiser's Weekday Sports Speed on Sports Radio 960 WSBT, streaming live at WSBTradio.com and on the free WSBT radio app. I'll be back tomorrow at 5 o'clock. I'll get some more reaction on Tyler Buckner going to the transfer portal as we've got Tyler Horka joining the program, the Notre Dame football beat reporter at Blue and Gold Illustrated, blueandgold.com. Also, Jake Arthur from the Colts beat will talk Indianapolis Colts draft. That's tomorrow at 5 o'clock here on WSBT radio. South Bend Cubs baseball is next on WSBT. Hey everyone, Saltgrass Steakhouse is now open in Mishawaka. Wrangle up the crew and head down to Saltgrass Mishawaka for an unforgettable experience. Sink your teeth into mouth-watering, char-grilled, certified Angus beef steaks. Sip on ice-cold craft cocktails. And don't forget to try the famous Spicy Range Rattlers, all made daily in the Scratch Kitchen. Start making delicious memories at Saltgrass Mishawaka, 5126 North Main Street, across from Lazy Boy Furniture Galleries. Dine with us today.